0: Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Happy New Year, and welcome to the Gin Lounge. We are talking about not necessarily games of the year, but games that really impressed us this year. Here on the last day of the year, we thought it was a good time to take a look back. So hopefully uh, everyone's not celebrating a little too much. You've still got your, uh, your thinking hats on. <laughs> we have with me uh, – I have Todd Hargosh and Kelly Adams. They are the hosts of our um, Gamer Geek show also that runs right here on the Gin Lounge and over on our iTunes channel. Welcome both of you and Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year to you too.
0: Yeah, happy new year. So uh, I I know. Uh, thank you guys for coming into the lounge today. You know, you try to do a show on New Year's Eve and you can't round up this damn crew to come in and help out. So. Um, yeah, matter of fact, after we get done recording this, going to be on the way over to Magfest. That's true, and we're looking forward to uh, to seeing how Magfest goes this year. It's a, a a pretty new convention. This is this could be the year they really pop and uh, and get big. And they they even have uh, Sid
1: Meier is going to be at, at the uh, show this year, isn't that right, Todd? Yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting up with him. And, Still haven't heard yet which day he's gonna be there. They said possibly the second. Okay. Well, to, they, even even they haven't figured out the whole schedule yet.
0: Oh wow.
2: Oh organization yeah. I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, they got a little bit of time left. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh that'll be cool. It'll be would be great if we can uh if we can hook up with Sid Meyer. We used to talk to Sid Meyer a lot, um uh back uh in the E three days. He used to show up at quite a few shows and we would have fun with him. He was he was cool, so all right um let's get um started then uh well first off I wanted to mention that this is not actually a game of the year show um actually Kelly and Todd are going to be doing a game of the year show uh, isn't that isn't that right Kelly you're doing one for um I guess the next show the first show of the year right for yeah. you
2: be <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the first show of the year um that way we give any game that comes out in the year of 09 the chance huh? to actually mm-hmm. creep onto the list. Hopefully they get on the top five list <laughs> and not the bottom five list.
1: Are you
0: doing both? Are you doing best and
2: worst? Yeah. I best yeah. and worst.
1: Yeah, I've already got the five worst all set in stone. I still got to figure out the top five.
0: <laughs> you know, it's always easier to do the worst.
1: <laughs> um, you know,
0: I've, I, there were a few games this year where um, – you know, and I, I, this show is a positive show, so I'm not going to mention them by name, but there were a couple games that came out that had really, really good concepts that I really was looking forward to, and just horrible, horrible execution. I mean, you know, and that's, that can be one of the, one of the worst things, but, but luckily, uh, 2009 ended up being a pretty good year. It started out kind of slow, and then, and then it got better. So, but well, let's start with, uh, Kelly, why don't we let ladies go first? Why don't you let us know about a game that you played this year that may or may not be on your game of the year list but which really impressed you and you you had a good time with it. and Tell us why it uh, you enjoyed it so much.
2: It would have to be. One of the biggest ones is ION, uh, the MMORPG, which I have because of finances. Not set up for it to continue charging my card in January oh no <laughs> which sucks <laughs> but luckily I won't lose everything I'll be able to reinstate it when I get back right
0: <laughs> oh that's cool well that's great now now that's the game where uh, you get uh, you get your angel wings and you get to fly around right mm-hmm
2: now the, oh, it was just two worlds and the the world was split it's basically it's it's light and dark
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Your battle of light and dark so. Well, how?
0: What is it like? Uh, what is it like flying around? I mean, it's, it would seem like I mean every MMO that I've ever played, uh, you're always you're pretty well grounded unless you get onto like a, a mount, a flying mount that has a dedicated path that you follow or something like that. But what, what's it like to be able to explore an entire level from any height? I mean, is, does it does it bring a whole new element into the game?
2: Kind of the flight time's limited. Okay. You can only your wings will only keep you up for so long and you gotta get a bit better wings and power ups and all the other nice little things, perks
0: lose some weight. You can't
2: just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can't just fly around all the time. But it's it's neat. It's a nice perspective. The in air battle is wicked.
0: Oh yeah, where you're fighting somebody else in the air.
2: Yeah, in the air. <laughs> and wow. That's when you feel like you know tom cruise and top gun
0: <laughs> <laughs> tom cruise and top gun with angel wings wow yeah <laughs>
2: well
0: that sounds like it's definitely one to to check out what What about you todd what what game did uh what game impressed you this year and don't say modern warfare 2 i'm <laughs> uh,
1: not I, you know, I won't say that's on my list. Oh, I, absolutely am i allowed to say batman arkham asylum yeah i, though? I think
0: so <laughs> yeah. and uh what was it about batman arkham asylum that you liked so much
1: Mostly the storyline, the uh, character development of was really good, despite the fact we've, we're dealing with a character that's been around since the nineteen thirties, mm-hmm. you know, the Batman. But the way they did the storyline in Arkham was great. The voice acting is top notch. Um, uh, but the thing that got me the most is what I might consider my mind-f moment of the year, mm-hmm. when the. Uh, the game literally froze up.
0: Oh right, and if you, if you all are listening out there to us, um, that we did an actual show where you got you talked about how the the fourth wall was broken and it really freaked you out on that game.
1: Yes, yeah. the way they did. I mean, I haven't seen an experience like that since Eternal Darkness. Very cool. When they when they did the blue screen at death. Well, you thought
0: your console died, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. And then ironically, a few months later, I did get the red ring of death.
0: <laughs> and you thought, eh, I'm
1: just playing that game. <laughs> But nope. but it was I was like, I know I sent it but I was like I know I sent that back to gameplay. <laughs>
0: well that's cool well let me let me yeah. let me let me throw one in um this was actually a big year for me two thousand and nine was a great year uh it was the year that I finally decided that i'm going to uh, upgrade into the next generation console uh i had been i had my 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 tried and true playstation two had been humming along i've got like a hundred games for it or something and it was fun but it wow. it was time to upgrade <laughs> so so I went with the the p s three slim when the price finally dropped um like i said you know, if the price dropped to a reasonable level, I'd get it. And I, I'm, I'm very impressed. And one of the games, uh, actually reviewer Chris Richards wanted me to mention, uh, which is a, a PlayStation 3 exclusive, is um, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, um, which looks like a really awesome game. I played the first one, and I liked it. I, I had a good time with it. Um, it had a little bit of a Tales of the Golden Monkey feel, if you guys are familiar with that old uh, sitcom. It wasn't a sitcom, I guess it was an adventure show. <laughs> So it was it was kind of like that. Um but uh it had a I had a few problems, but I've heard that uh 2 is 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 far better and um even though 1 was good, 2 is 2 is good. So and and Kelly I, I, we were talking a little bit before the show and you were saying that that's the type of game that might actually tempt you to get a PS3.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. That that's one of them that's definitely uh, I want to play it. It's that one Killzone 2. I mean there's a couple of them that's that's PS3 exclusive that's really Drawing me now more towards, you know, buying a PS3.
0: Well, you can. I'll, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Todd.
1: Yeah, I will admit about Killzone 2 because when I had my PS3, I really enjoyed playing that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was. I mean, compared to that with the Resistance Two. Everybody's like, "Oh, this is one of the greatest games ever made." Mm. Resistance Two was boring. <laughs> it it was like the first one. It put me to sleep. And I'll admit, Uncharted was boring too the first
0: one. See, I didn't think so. I liked I liked
1: uncharted. Nah, I didn't I didn't care for
0: it. I uh I thought but. See, I I hate games that have a lot of jumping puzzles. Uh Assassin's Creed 2 actually kind of pushed me a little far, especially on those tomb missions, but um but I thought Uncharted did a good job of making you feel like you were playing a jumping puzzle, <laughs> but you weren't really. I mean, you know, you didn't really have to jump at the last second. It kind of pushed you along, and, you know, as long as you were somewhere in the ballpark, you made it. and You felt good about yourself as you scaled up a, you know, 90-foot cliff, <laughs> you know, with your fingernails. But you, you didn't really have to have the skill like, like a Tomb Raider game would require, though.
1: Yeah, well, not to knock something like like uh, Assassin's Creed 2 because that's gonna be another one I'd have on my list. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the top five, but it'll be uh, one of my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. But when they did those two missions, I think they did those to um, please the Prince of Persia crowd.
0: Yeah, and some of those some of those levels reminded me a lot of Prince of Persia.
1: I, were they were they taken directly from Prince of Persia games, or do you think they were just they were uh, they were the original designs for Assassin's Creed Two, but it's the same style concept. Okay. Especially the one where you the, go in the uh, cave-like tomb. I can't remember which one that was, mm-hmm. but it was done but, the same way.
2: But the handling, the gameplay of it, of moving your character through that those tombs and stuff, it did not go as flawlessly and as smooth as uh, Prince of Persia. Mm. Agree I agree. There. There's times so I I've mean, hit the wall. <laughs> yeah, I played the crap out of Prince of Persia. And I loved it because I'd just be like, Oh, look at me (laughs) (laughs) be flying and doing all this acrobatic stuff. And, Assassin's Creed I was like what the heck it's not it just I don't know it didn't flow well
0: yeah he did seem to have a little bit of a lead foot sometimes you would, you would jump and he would not jump or jump in the wrong direction or something like that I, I, I can oh, see yeah. what you mean definitely I thought it was just me because I'm I'm like I say new to the whole console thing so I'm sort of learning the controller um, but uh, well let's go ahead and bring up Assassin's Creed 2 actually I wanted to mention real quick that uh, one of the voices in um. Uh, Drake's Uncharted was Claudia Black, and I thought she uh, she did a um, a really good job, according to Chris. And she's one of our favorite actresses, so it's nice to see her uh, getting getting work. Um, but let's go to uh, uh um let's go to Assassin's Creed too. So so Kelly, what did you think? I mean, the the first game wasn't that impressive, but the second one no. was was pretty good, right?
2: Yeah, this is one of those few games that I can say that the second one was better than the first. It's rare, you don't hear that very often. <laughs> like the storyline of just, you know, not being like switching from past, present, past, present where it's got you confused and where in the heck you are and what you're supposed to be doing. It's, you were, went back in the past and you were falling through a storyline and you had associations and then get, I'm sorry, the artist geek in me just went yay over Leonardo. <laughs> Mm-hmm. getting actually to interact with him.
0: Well, Todd's um, review of the game is actually out on uh, January 2nd uh, right here at GameIndustry.com. You can read that. And Todd, one of the things you mentioned in your review was, was Leonardo da Vinci being one of the best uh, sidekicks that you, you really enjoyed working with him.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean at the, every time – it seems like you always got excited every time I gave him a Codex piece. hmm I mean, he loves showing off his new weapons. I mean, when I got the uh, flying machine, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew it was only for one mission. That was the most fun I ever had. <laughs> well, in fact, it, it reminded me of a of a real bad B movie called Your Hunter from the Future. I remember
0: Your Hunter from the Future. So there was a
1: scene, see taken from that where he shot shot down that bat creature, which. Instantly was frozen rigor mortis. You used that as a hang glider and kicked off, kicked one of the purple cavemen.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I, Ezio did the exact same thing and actually got an achievement for that. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting for say, "Yours world, he's the man" for the achievements. I uh, based on the-
0: Yeah, I kicked one guy off the roof, but I mean, <laughs> that flying machine was so freaking hard to keep in the air. I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna fly from fire to fire and get to where I need to go. It was tough for me to get the achievement, but afterwards I had no problem with it. Well, I don't know. It seemed easier for me just to dodge the arrows than to actually go out of my way to kick those guys off the roof.
1: (laughs) I just checked one.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, Assassin's Creed 2 was good. The artwork was beautiful. I would say that was – I mean it takes place in like Florence, Italy You know, in in medieval times, and uh, walking through the city streets, especially during the level like during the carnival – um, mm-hmm. Some of the best looking, most realistic scenes that I've ever seen. I mean, I really felt like
1: I was there. It was really, really well done. If I have one complaint about the game, I'm trying not to spoil it since Kelly hasn't finished yet. Mm-hmm. It gets a little too matrixy. Mm,
0: I, I guess. I mean, there's there's some definitely high high level plots uh, and things going on that may or may not make a lot of sense. But I mean, the general yeah. gameplay and everything was really good. And and I think you hit it. Right, in your review, Todd, when you said it seems like the developers actually took the criticism of the game that the, that the fans had to heart and made a totally different experience. And, and how, often, you know, how often does that ever really happen?
1: And I thank him again for that currency system. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is sweet. So glad I have to deal with those stupid bards. Even though I missed the days of uh, using my hidden blade on them.
0: Well, you could even uh, when you're running from guards, you can actually throw money down, and the crowd will swoop in, and the guards will get tangled up in them, which is kind of. Oh, I've done that to get codex pages. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. Although. And then I will walk out with the dull blades like
0: hi. Or you can just hire courtesans and walk in and walk out without anybody seeing you. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I try that, and they they always run away when they see another guard. Uh, so I just I just do the money, grab the codex, and pop the two guards as I walk out the door.
0: <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, so Assassin's Creed 2 definitely definitely on on the list for an impressive game. I it's just a beautiful beautiful game. Just looks good on 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 whatever you're playing it on. Now, uh to you, Kelly, what do you what do you think? What's a what's another innovative title that you enjoyed this year?
2: Oh, even though they did cell shading, it's Borderlands.
0: Ah, uh, you know, you beat me to the punch on Borderlands. Go ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not think I would like a cell-shaded game. I thought I would hate it, but but I'm,
2: yeah, I thought I was like, eh, I don't really know artistically if I'm gonna get. It. Oh man, they nailed that thing.
1: Yeah, well, I've, already bad, I've already seen bad. I've already seen bad. Cell shaded games this year. <laughs> Tony Hawk Ride.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: well, Tony Hawk Ride is cell shaded too. It's so shaded. Yep. Not as not as deliberate as Borderlands, but yes, it is so shaded.
0: And that review came out on Christmas Day, so uh, go back and check it out and read why Todd now uh, is using his board as a coffee table instead of a <laughs> instead of a controller. <laughs> Ugh. So, But yeah, Borderlands I really liked. Um, the last cell shaded game that I played, well, there was an, a role-playing game called Silverlight, and I didn't really like the way that it looked. Um, and then there was a game that the hook was cell shading was called Thirteen with uh, the voice of David Duchovny. It was kind of a shooter. Yeah, right. And I liked it, but I didn't really like it. And if Borderlands was like that, I would not have liked it. But, I mean, I don't know. It's like – Kelly, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like the cell shading and the drawing – in the world is so good that you actually forget that it's a hand-drawn world.
2: Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. You do. You don't focus on just that yeah i'm
0: I'm just like after like the first like three minutes in the game i just assumed okay this is what the planet looks like and this is what the people look like and Mm -hmm. i just proceeded to have a heck of a good time and i love open worlds and this one is is pretty good i mean they they keep you kind of bottled up in different areas but for the most part you have total freedom within all the areas that you've unlocked and i love that that was really cool That
2: was great now i love the clap trap
0: no. I love the claptrap too, and I, I I enjoyed not just the claptrap, but I enjoyed hunting the old claptraps, and because mm-hmm. every time you rescue one, you get a storage deck upgrade, and you could carry more stuff, <laughs> which within that game. Nice. <laughs> yeah, which was
1: nice, I agree, but still, I compare him to Jar Jar. <laughs> well, he is absolutely annoying. Yeah, but
0: he gave you three more slots, everyone that you rescued, and, and
1: then I, I why can't I shoot him afterwards.
0: <laughs> how many, Todd? How many guns did you, did you think you ran across when you were playing the game? Oh, I didn't even want to count how many. I, I mean, you, you keep talking about this rifle that shoots acid. And how cool it was! I never got one like that, but I have a I have a sniper rifle that has explosive bullets, and that's almost as fun.
1: <laughs> Ooh, that's that does sound good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's cool because when you get a crit, you end up doing like twelve hundred points of damage on a person. <laughs> it's
1: God help you if you get a head. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's awesome. It's pretty awesome. So, but great game. I mean, I love I love guns. So that's a that's a game where if you love guns, that's a cool game to have. So, Todd, what, what about you? Kelly brought up Borderlands, so she took she took my what I was going to throw in. What, what, what do you what do you think of a game that impressed you this year?
1: Well, I'm going to go off the deep path here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing a lot of stuff on my iPod lately. Oh, yeah. And I never thought that the iPod would make a great emulator for old Laserdisc games.
0: Now that is because the Laserdisc, when it came out, I mean, you know, that was super high tech at the time yeah. and those discs were pretty big I mean if you
1: yeah, they were big they were also known for breaking down a lot because mm-hmm. the, the uh, players were not known for that at least with the iPod you got flash memory mm-hmm. how often does flash memory break down
0: that's true and you downloaded recently uh, Cobra Command right
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is kind of is probably the most well known laser disc
1: game would be Dragon's Lair right right and that just came out recently uh, found out that EA got it from Digital Leisure our friends up in Canada mm. to publish it for the iPhone. And but no Cobra Commands is the one I've been playing a lot. Yeah, I saw the screenshots that
0: you sent in for your review which is running on uh, January 11th and it looks it looks like it looks like arcade screenshots and I'm like man, I can't believe that he's getting that on his on his iPod.
1: <laughs> yeah, I even checked the glitches on cuz I've seen the actual laser disk in act In action, Mm -hmm. not being played, Mm -hmm. but just ran from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. I've noticed some of the glitches in the game are in this. Wow. So, in the running order, the disc is running the same. So a direct translation. Mm. Yeah, just, they just enhanced it for widescreen. There. And it looks and sounds amazing.
0: There was a Laserdisc game that I used to play in the arcade all the time that I really liked that I don't think you'll ever see on the iPhone because it actually had a keyboard and each key on the keyboard was an item that you had to. Yeah, Thayer's Quest. Quest. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't know if
1: you ever. They did. Tr- they did release that for the home market back in 1985. Really? It was for a the guy who developed the game released a game console called the Halcyon. But the only problem is the console cost twenty five hundred dollars just to play one game. It was like four discs are announced oh nice and that was scrapped afterwards obviously <laughs> Jeez. Oh. I mean, here i may talk about the playstation 3's retailing at 600 at launch <laughs> at, or the 3d at 700 that's true how about $2,500 that's amazing wow
0: <laughs> well i guess if you really like thayer's quest
1: i, I think i'm probably one of the top you know what do you think about it i see the potential of that being done on on the iphone
0: I, I guess they'd have to do something with the keyboard. I mean, I could see it on.
1: Yeah, they could put a pop-up keyboard on there easily.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we'll see. I mean, I could see it more on the on the PC if it came with like a keyboard overlay or something. But
1: well, believe it or not, there was a sequel to Tharsis Quest on the on the PC. Really? Kingdom.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. That was the sequel well uh, since Todd's going off the beaten path a little bit I'll I'll, I'll do uh, let me uh, mention uh, actually one of our other reviewers begged me to mention it Ryan Ryan Allen he reviewed a little game called torchlight and he raved about this game now everybody knows Diablo as obviously I don't think there's a gamer alive that hasn't played Diablo or Diablo 2 and it really set the standard and torchlight is I mean in 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 all honesty, it is um, a copy of Diablo, basically. But he said that it's really well done and the graphics look really cool and everything and and, and so he's actually saying that, you know, for ten bucks he's actually gonna vote for it for his his choice for game of the year. But I think that brings up an interesting point is that you can have quality games like Todd was saying, like for your iPhone. I assume Cobra Command did not cost you that much money.
1: No, it was five dollars when I bought it, even though Thanks to Apple, it went down to 99 cents for a short time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well that's for, yeah, I know Apple has those, those specials where you can get in. And Torchlight, you can download it from, um, GamersGate or Steam, and it's, it's 10 bucks, and he was saying, you know, 50 hours of gameplay plus they released the developer tools, so people are making their own levels right now. So that's pretty cool. So that that'll just add to the gameplay. But you can get a you can get a lot of game for a little bit of money if if that's uh, something that you're interested in. So anyway, so I wanted to bring up Torchlight. Um, definitely, if you guys want to check out his review on it, and uh, you know, if you got an extra 10 bucks lying around, it sounds, sounds like it'd be a decent uh, decent download. Um, so Kelly, uh, back to you. What what else impressed you this year?
2: Um, prototype oh, really impressed prototype. me. Prototype. Mm. Yeah, early this year, it's filled up my summer quite quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well,
0: what about Prototype? Did you like so much?
2: Um, how they used the the morphing of the blades and the different weapons of how he almost had that reminded me very much of um, Spider Man with the um, the alien life form on him when he mm-hmm. became Venom. Mm-hmm. That's what it really reminded me of is that form where he could do all the spike grinds and all the different attacks and to have that type of free roam with the feeling like a street jumper, you know, street mm. runner and stuff it like crackdown. Mm. I liked crackdown but there wasn't enough to crack down the first one. They really keep my interest too much. Prototype did keep my interest. And
0: unlike Assassin's Creed 2, you uh, think the controls were pretty easy to manage? Your guy did pretty much what you wanted him to?
2: Did pretty much exactly what I wanted him to <laughs> That's
1: always Except when he ran on a wall when you didn't want him to? No,
2: I did. That was that a quick, yeah, that was a quick little button press and you just come out, bounce off the wall.
0: <laughs> very cool, very cool. Uh, Todd, what, what about you? What's another game that uh, impressed you this year that may or may not be uh, getting a lot of play?
1: Well, even though the music genre has gone downhill a lot, uh, DJ Hero really impressed me.
0: Yeah, now that came out with a whole new controller uh, where you Mm -hmm. can scratch the records and stuff. And what what did you think about that? Kelly, I know you have one too. Mm -hmm.
1: What did you you guys think? It was very intuitive for me. I mean, it took me a little while to get used to it. And I will mention the CrossFair does become your arch enemy (laughs) because of the way it doesn't center by itself. I told Kelly this on on GamerGeeks that it almost reminds me at times of an Atari 5200 controller. Mm. But – once you get the hang of it, I mean, it gets very intuitive. So, some of the mashups were just – were amazing. I mean, I some of the mixes I never thought would uh, – they didn't sound good on paper, but they worked out. Mm. I mean, It was just a lot of fun. I mean, it wasn't the same old playing the guitar like I've been used to. I mean, I got bored with the Guitar Hero 5. I mean, my criticisms for the lack of songs I knew notwithstanding. <laughs> same thing, for believe it or not, for Beatles Rock Band.
0: Oh, yeah. Beatles Rock Band was the one I was going to bring up. I,
1: I liked it. I mean, I – I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the game, mm-hmm. and I loved loved the uh, album downloads. Sucks. I'm not gonna be. A, wasn't able to play Rubber Soul though because of my uh, Red Ring of Death. Mm. But it was good to be able to play all those classic songs again, even though it was a bit on the easy side.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, I, you know, it, we're talking about innovation. The game itself, The Beatles now, not DJ Hero, obviously was innovative. But the game itself wasn't really that innovative. the The neat thing was that. The, it was the Beatles, obviously, and it was all the music we wanted to hear, and, and so forth. It wasn't, it wasn't really. There wasn't any really, really anything in it that you were like, "Wow, I've never seen that before in a in a Guitar Hero type of game," you know? Yeah, I know when Green Day Rock Band comes out, it's not going to have
1: the same fanfare. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> jump the shark. Beyond. <laughs> yeah, well, a- a- Aerosmith uh, is out now too. So some of you guys will get three copies of that if you registered with um, the other game. You mean Van Halen? Van Halen, that's right, yes, yeah. yeah. So, um, well one of the ones I wanted to bring up, uh, that probably, uh, is, uh, gonna not, didn't make a huge splash, but, it, well it did in certain circles, and that is uh, Hearts of Iron 3, which is the hardest of hardcore simulations. Those of you that play Hearts of Iron know what I'm talking about, but when I played the original game, I mean it comes with a book. And you read that book and you study it, and it's like studying for a history quiz in school. I mean, and then you play the game, and there's so much to do because you handle the diplomacy for your country, the the military, the home front. I mean, uh, every single aspect of your country. And you can play any country that existed at World War II. You know, if you want to play Luxembourg, you can play Luxembourg. You can play New Zealand. You can play New Zealand. You know, you don't have to play Germany or Italy or Japan or something like that and it's just it's amazing and hearts of iron 3 added random events and and it's just you know it's one of those things where you know take a week to learn the game and it seems like a whole lot of time but but it but it's definitely worth it and i and i enjoyed wow. it yeah it's it was it was a tough game um, and on the other end of the spectrum is uh the one that i that i think probably won't be getting a, a whole lot of uh uh press other other than um well, I don't know. Maybe it will. I, I don't know. But Majesty 2, um, the Fantasy Kingdom sim, this was an example of a, a game that we reviewed nine years ago called Majesty. And what happened was the company Cyberlore Studios, who we used to visit with E3 at E3 all the time, they went out of business. But Paradox uh, came along and said, you know what? <laughs> we really liked Majesty. And so they bought the rights to the game and they remade it, and they made it as Majesty 2. So there's an example of... Resurrecting an old game on new technology. I mean, it's and it's a really fun game. It's it's neat because it's a real-time strategy game, but you don't actually like build stuff and send them out. Your your heroes all have minds of their own, so if you want them to do something, you have to bribe them, (laughs) and and they may or may not go on the mission that you want, and they may or may not do it the way that you want. It's extremely frustrating for micromanagers like myself, but but a lot of fun. So. Kelly, back to you. What what else you what else you got in the hopper for two thousand
2: and nine? Oh, that's to be one that even my niece would back me up on, and that's Tap Tap Revenge three <laughs> for the iPhone for iTunes. I hear
0: you talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I mean they've came out with several now because I mean I've got the nine inch nails one, the Lady Gaga, it's it the, all the different versions, the disco one, and this one they just really made it is. <laughs> One, it was nine nonsense. who cents. You talk yeah. about rock
1: band jumping the shark. <laughs> yeah. I've not,
0: I've not played the game. It's called Tap Tap because you tap along to the beat, I guess. Yeah.
2: Instead of buttons, you're hitting, you're tapping, <laughs> and. Trust me, it can get kind of hairy on hard and extreme really bad. I can imagine. But this is cool because now they got, uh, it's nine $0.99 cents to buy, but they have the DLC mm-hmm. now opened up where you can get the song packs that you want on it. But it comes with over 100 songs, and there's a free song every week. They do that in collaboration with Apple because Apple always does the free song every week. But they do a free song also. There's also the in-game store. You have an avatar. It's really nice. It's the multiplayer and the in-game chat, wow. which is nice just because me and my niece, we're, we're not close all the time, and she loves gaming with me. We can go on, and it's within the radius where it'll still pick it up, and we can play against each other, and we can actually chat with each other in-game. Wow.
0: I'm I'm impressed. Is the hardware sensitive enough to, to do that fast tapping? Oh, yeah. Nice. Hmm. Alright, uh, Todd, uh,
1: Todd, back to you. What, what, what else you got? I'm gonna to go to another DLC title. Okay. But this one's, this one's from Xbox Live. it is a Shadow Complex.
0: Mm, okay. Tell us about that.
1: Uh, best way to describe it is, uh, reminds you of one of the Metroidvania games that were available on the DS. Mm-hmm. Be able to explore a big map just to pick up weapons and power up your character. But it was done by the same, same guys who did Gears of War, eh. It was designed by Epic and, chair entertainment.
0: Now I remember that's the game that was controversial because it was based on a
1: author it was based on, who uh, didn't, didn't like Orson Scott Card's work. Doesn't I like mean, gay people or something? Yeah, very strict, uh, strict Mormon writer, science fiction writer Orson Scott Card was responsible for it. And I remember some members of the gay some of the gay gamers out there refused to buy it because he, he was on it. But the game and, but and it was only it was only inspired by his work. It had nothing to do with it. Right. It was a, it was based on the Empire series that he wrote. Okay.
0: Right. Okay. Well, that's cool. I actually remember seeing some of the screenshots. It looked like looked like a fun game, and especially in in that platform.
1: Yeah, because I mean, one of my all time favorite games was is Castlevania Symphony of the Night, mm-hmm. so, and that's what it almost plays exactly like, except with guns, of course. Right. Um. Okay.
0: A uh, couple games that I want to mention. Um. Going into. Uh, well, the one thing Nate Woolley wanted me to mention, uh, he has been playing, and this kind of goes into a little bit of what, what we were talking about before with you can get a lot of game for not a lot of money right now, depending on the company, is he's been playing um, Plants vs. Zombies, which is a PopCap game. Now, Addictive. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> did, you, did you play it?
2: To, oh yeah, very addictive.
0: I, I mean, given that last year we gave Defense Grid: The Awakening, which is basically a tower defense type of game, which is which is what Plants vs Zombies is really, uh, you know, puzzle game of the year. I mean, they, these are real popular games. But the the thing about Plants vs Zombies, I, I guess Kelly, you'll agree with me, it, it's it there is a real. You have to really think. I mean, it's it's not a walk through, but it's funny and it's good graphics and and it's neat. It's got a good balance.
2: Oh yeah, anything that makes you laugh that helps a lot. Of the <laughs> it kinda reminds
1: you that that South Park Tower Defense game I played, which is actually pretty fun.
2: <laughs> That's
0: cool. That's cool.
1: I mean, even when they made even when they made the final boss in that game it was the Japanese announcer.
0: Uh, oh wow. <laughs> so he,
1: narrates, he narrates every stage, and then you find out, he's like final boss me. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out and starts. Start spewing death with his microphone killing yeah. the all oh, the South Park characters on contact. Oh, jeez. Just stuff like that was a lot of fun. I mean, right from the first boss, it was still one of my favorite South Park characters, the ginger kids. <laughs> yeah. We gonna, I was expecting Satan or Saddam Hussein to be the final boss and it turned out to be the Japanese announcer.
0: Jeez, that's hilarious. That is that is pretty clever. So um and that. then here's a game where okay, you want to talk about a game where I There's, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking there's no way I'll have any interest in this game. And that was, it's an adventure game for one. And it's, it's Mata Harry. Betrayal is only a kiss away. Okay, a game where I get to play a female dancer? (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, but believe it or not, it was really good. You, you play Mata Harry who was, um, a dancer and an alleged spy uh, during World War one and it it was really um it was really there was a lot of intrigue there were a lot of neat puzzles and stuff it was beautiful graphics and uh and and I really enjoyed it and there would be an example of a title that really surprised me because I didn't think I would I, actually we had Karen our uh, family titles reviewer take a look at it and she really liked it and I was like, ah let me just try it a little bit and I ended up. Really, really enjoying. It. I actually played it all the way through. So, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Don't tell anyone though. <laughs> so, uh, well, it looks like we're uh, we're running a little low on time. I did want to mention uh, a game that everybody said was going to be game of the year, and everyone's sort of forgotten about. Um, Todd, you reviewed it. What about what about Ghostbusters? Is Ghostbusters still in in the running? Do you think? Yeah, hard to say.
1: I mean. Um like I said, no but I've never seen, haven't seen anyone playing on three sixty lately. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh three sixty years in the UK because of that timed time release. Mm-hmm. Because Sony had exclusive rights for a short time. Right. Just so they could present the inf- graphically inferior version. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But no, I haven't seen anyone playing it as much. I mean, I haven't. Right. Even though I would raise one of the funniest games of the year.
0: No. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. I. uh That's definitely one that I want to get. When I was growing up, I really wanted to be a Ghostbuster, and I was very disappointed that it wasn't actually a career path. <laughs> so. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, I may have hated the second film, but this this game actually felt like the third movie.
0: Well, yeah, and uh, that's cool. When I am. Um, yeah, I really I really enjoy the whole Ghostbusters franchise. The second movie kind of sucked, but the first one was amazing and and it was good. And back on the Commodore 64, I played the Ghostbusters game like until the chip on that c64 burnt up you know that's how much i love that ghostbusters game so i'm looking forward to getting it and uh and giving it a try um so i wanted to mention that one so kelly i know you're going to do a full show on this but uh we always have to have a final question here in in the lounge and you know i know you guys want to get out and start partying so i'll wrap the show up so you can go do that (laughs) um and uh well so what are your thoughts? Can you give us a sneak peek? I'll, I'll go with um, I'll go with Kelly first. Can you give us a sneak peek of uh, maybe some of the games that you're considering for your your game of the year top five, and ma- maybe even slip us one that you think might be on your bottom five?
2: Oh, um, shoot! Well, of course we know Modern Warfare two. That's I be, mean I'm sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that that one right now is it's right at pretty much probably possibly only get. The top game mm-hmm. in my, on my list.
0: right? Of course, it's going to be. It, it would certainly. You would not really be a gamer if it wasn't at least in the running. I guess. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the number one first-person shooter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was. I was playing. Um, you know, and you appreciate how good that game is when you play other games that aren't as good. I was playing. I finally got the Codemasters Masters game, um, Operation Flashpoint, which I love the first one, but now I have the the new one, Dragon Rising, uh, or and um. You know, I'm playing it, and I'm halfway through the mission, and I'm just like – I'm halfway through, like, the second mission, and I'm just like, you know, it's not as good as Modern Warfare 2. It's just – you miss it. You know, It's like, you know, I'll just pop Modern Warfare 2 back in for a little while. So, yeah, they did a good job.
2: I would be glad to see that Left for Dead, actually, the second one, is not going to end up on my bottom file. Oh,
0: good. I like that game. I had a good time with it. I'm glad you did too, Callie. Yeah, it's
2: it's good, but do I think it could have been just DLC? Yeah, did I think it warranted a whole second game? Yeah, you know, that you're gonna charge sixty bucks for? No, yeah, there there wasn't enough content there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, luckily the price is dropping. So if if you pay sixty for that game right now, it just means that you were lazy and you didn't really search out the deals because almost everybody through Amazon. Best Buy and all the different retailers right now, you're going to find that game for thirty bucks from somebody.
0: Yeah, I, I did. You play the the? I think and they changed up the way the levels work too. Like, um, did did you like the hard rain level where you go into town and then the rain gets worse and worse and worse and then you got to come back out with the horde of zombies chasing you?
2: <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's, it's like I I hated rain anyway, and I really hate rain.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, they they did. I mean, it may not be as much of an improvement like assassin's creed and assassin's creed 2 but it's definitely a, a notch up from the first game
2: yeah i was just wanting to see a little bit more from mm-hmm. it but you how know, can i guess i'll wait for three makes
0: sense <laughs> todd todd what about you how about a little bit of a how about a little bit of a sneak peek what's what's something that uh we might be surprised to learn is on your top five on your bottom five list
1: I don't want to go too much about my top five. I feel like I've already spoiled it too already. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, I will mention that certain title we've been mentioning may not get the number one spot.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: As for the Bomb 5, uh, expect a couple of bad sequels and in one really bad remake to be on my list. Okay. Oh, <laughs> as well as something else that I that I muttered underneath my breath.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. So so that'll be the first show that you guys do of the new year. I'm I'm not sure the exact date, but it'll be sometime in January, I guess. So, um looking definitely looking forward to seeing that. So, thank you both Todd and Kelly for joining us today. We've had a really really long show. So, um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, if uh, you guys are listening to us out there, uh, give give us a shoot us an email, wish us happy New Year. Uh, the email address is ginlounge at gameindustry dot com. We'd love to hear from you. So. Uh I guess that's it, uh, Todd and Kelly, I guess I won't see you until next year.
1: <laughs> nope.
0: <laughs> Which is, you know, in a few hours. <laughs> but <laughs> whatever. Yeah.
1: No, I'll be um I'll be hung over at Magfest. That's
0: cool, man. Have a good time and let us know. Maybe uh maybe we can get Sidmire uh to uh maybe you can tape an interview and we can run it on the on the lounge or something like that.
1: So that's what I'm going to try doing. I got to do camcorder for my for Christmas. So
0: oh, cool. Why not? Well, well, we'll see what we can do with that. All right, Kelly, you you assume, assume you're going to celebrate and have a good time. <laughs> you're you're a oh, yeah. resident party girl. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. I stay home, though. Yeah. What is it they say amateurs go out on New Year's Eve? Professionals stay home. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, and,
0: uh, you know, a, a drunk driver would have to be pretty drunk to come through your house and kill you. So <laughs> I, I yeah. it might be safer to stay in tonight.
1: Especially trying to get out that hill of hers. <laughs> <laughs> that's true.
0: All right, guys. Happy New Year, and we'll see you all next year and next time on the the Gin Lounge. Take it easy.